A reading from the fifth chapter of Matthew. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. This is one of our sacred teachings. Thanks be to God. The wandering rabbi and his disciples, having passed their first night in a new town, gathered the following morning for breakfast, as was their custom. Good morning, Peter greeted in a groggy voice as he stepped through the archway and into the courtyard. Jesus was already there, preparing a meal of fish and fresh bread over smoldering embers. Shalom, Jesus greeted good-naturedly. How was your night? The rabbi and his disciples often stayed together while traveling, whether in the home of a generous patron or on a nearby hillside, but it did happen from time to time that they had no choice but to split up. One or two would stay in the home of one host and the rest scattered across other homes throughout the village. Passed without incident, Peter replied, reclining opposite Jesus near the fire. Kind family, I left quietly so as not to wake them up. It was at that moment that Peter noticed the plum-colored bruise darkening the left side of Jesus' face. He sat up straight, suddenly at alert. Rabbi, he demanded, what happened? Jesus looked up, thrown for a minute before remembering the bruise. Ah, yes, he said, touching his face tenderly. This. Well, good morning, interrupted a newcomer. It was Joanna, followed by her companion, Susanna. How was your... Good God, what happened to you? She rushed over, inspecting the bruise on her teacher's face. Please, Jesus said, shooing them away. I'm fine, I'm fine. You're going to get ash in our breakfast, and then we're going to have a real crisis. Jesus, Joanna, sat down hesitantly. I was just about to tell Peter, he said. I was just drifting off when I heard a noise at the window, and I discovered that a thief had broken into my room. What did you do? Peter asked. Though he'd never voiced it out loud, Peter had always suspected that, push come to shove, his teacher could probably hold his own in a fight. Well, Jesus replied, flipping the fish. I greeted him, and I asked his name. He responded, as perhaps one should have expected, by striking me on the cheek. He gestured to his face and shrugged. Well, I stepped back, of course, and I showed him my palms, and I assured him that I was unarmed and that I meant him no harm, and that I understood completely the forces that might drive one to break into a house. And then, not wanting him to leave empty-handed, I offered him my extra robe, and he was off. You, Peter started, I'm sorry, you did what? My extra robe, Jesus repeated slowly, as though Peter hadn't heard him the first time. I gave it to him. He looked surprised, but I assured him that, unfortunately for him, I had nothing of any more value. 
I told him, of course, I wished I could have given him more, but I sent him off in the direction of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus in the next village over. I told him they were always good for a good night of shelter and a good meal while he got on his feet. And with that, he left, right out the same window. Jesus continued to tend the fish and bread as though he'd just told them that he'd run into an old friend at the market. The disciples, however, sat with their mouths hanging open. Good morning, John and James greeted, entering the courtyard. How was your... Jesus was attacked by a thief and then he just gave him his extra robe and sent him off, Joanna blurted. It was more of a compound word than a sentence. He was... I'm sorry, what? John asked, understandably, dazed. This will not stand. Peter said, rising. His hands were shaking, steadying themselves only on the hilt of his sword. We will find this man. You said you sent him off in the direction of Lazarus. So, James and John, if we leave now, we can cut him off at... No. Jesus interrupted firmly. Let him be. Peter looked as though he'd just been struck himself. Does the law not demand an eye for an eye? Peter shot back. It does, Jesus said calmly. Well, then what do you say to that? Peter demanded. I say that should a thief ever break into your home, Peter, and strike you across the face, you should do what you feel is yours to do. He gestured for Peter to sit back down. The law exists to protect you and to ensure that you are given the justice that you deserve. But Peter, it was not your room. It was mine. And I am far more interested in the recovery of this man's soul than the recovery of my cloak. Peter stood his ground. If, he had, if you had just struck that man back, then at least he would, know, he would know more anger, he would know more violence, and he would know more resistance. Jesus interrupted. We might have spent the whole night, indeed maybe the rest of our lives, fighting, exchanging blows back and forth. But if one is able, Peter... To take that anger and see it, absorb it, to understand it, to refrain from returning it, then the cycle might be disrupted. And then, that man is a thief, Peter yelled, incredulous. The man is a thief, that's true, Jesus said more firmly. But more true than that, he is a child of God, Peter. He has been beaten down and robbed by this world until he's forgotten what he really is. He's forgotten that he is good, that he is beloved even. If a cloak and a bruised face is the price I must pay to remind him of who he is and what his value is, then I give it without regret or reservation. Peter slumped back down by the fire, crossing his arms in defiance. I will respect that, Rabbi, he said. But if someone were to strike me on my cheek, I couldn't imagine. And if your teeth were to suddenly bite your tongue, Peter, would it make you feel better to knock them out? Jesus asked. He waited, as though there were a way to answer such a question. When Peter remained silent, he went on. So it is with the thief and I. He's a misguided man, blinded by ignorance and by pain, as we all once were, or could so easily be. But Rabbi, Joanna thought perhaps she might be the one to reason with him, did God not give us these laws to, to prevent people getting away with such things, for protecting the survivors? That's true, Jesus nodded. 
The law of the Lord is perfect, he quoted the psalm, lighting the eyes, creating justice, and abiding forevermore. Well, then how can you just disregard it like this, Joanna asked reasonably. And Jesus looked up, surprised. Disregard it, he replied. Joanna, I don't care to disregard anything. I care to fulfill it. The law is perfect and has a perfect role to play, but God is also bigger than the law God wrote. Is that not true? Joanna considered this. The law protects people, and that is good, but it is also true that for those willing to go deeper, for those who are able to meet intimately with the one who wrote the law, they will find that the same God who commanded an eye for an eye also sends rain to water the crops of the just and the unjust alike. They will find that the same God who commanded just recompense for crimes also sends the sun to light the way for the bad man as well as the good, without judgment and without discrimination. As far as I can tell, Joanna, God is a God of infinite chances loving thieves into saints, and forgiving 70 times seven the wrongs that were done. That same law you quote also states that we are to be as perfect as God is. Is that not correct? Joanna was confused, and to be honest, pretty annoyed. So if we were struck on our face, you expect us to just, what, let it go? You are to do Jesus said calmly, what is yours to do? He served a few pieces of fish into wooden bowls. I deal not in guilt or shame, but in wisdom. If you have known God's spirit in one place and time, and she inspires you to make protest, by all means, make protest. If you have known God's spirit in another place and time, and she gives you the capacity to take a blow without returning it, then take the blow. You will not find me writing any new laws for any who choose to follow me save one. Love one another. However is right in that moment and with whatever grace you have received. He passed the bowls around, followed by the fresh bread and blessed the food. For a few moments, they ate in silence, spiritual tension drowned out by physical hunger. When someone finally did speak again, it was Peter, between mouthfuls of bread. Rabbi, he said, shaking his head, almost playful, almost playful on a full stomach. I respect you, but I also worry about you. Such an attitude may one day be your death. By the logic you follow, Rabbi, Men could crucify you, and you would allow it. You would even forgive them for their ignorance every step of the way, hoping in vain for the redemption of their souls. Who knows, Jesus said, taking a breath. It may yet be. And then he shot back with an equal measure of play. However, if such grace is to be considered vanity, then let me be counted among the most foolish. Everybody laughed, except Joanna, who stared at him. You're joking, she said, but you really mean that, don't you? Jesus smiled. 
But before he could answer, Andrew shuffled into the courtyard. Good morning, he said, stifling a yawn. Any breakfast? Good Lord! Andrew stopped short. Rabbi, what happened to your face? Oh, good grief, John sighed. Are we really to do this again? Jesus offered Andrew a piece of broken bread. As many times as it takes, John, Jesus replied. As many times as it takes. <laughs>